Whether you seek adventure, search for answers, break down barriers, or see the world for what it can be, you're just what we're looking for. CIA is searching for women of all skill sets to join the Directorate of Operations and help protect our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves, that, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Life was a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two, old school, Jay Foreman, Nikki Beats. Before we get into the question du jour, so Venable leaves Clemson, defensive coordinator leaves and goes to OU. Tony Elliott leaves and goes to Virginia. What's happening in Clemson? Uh, well... They're leaving to go get head coaching jobs, so right? That's, but uh, I mean, that's the way it should be, right? I mean, so there's the, nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's that's what's what, what's right about Clemson. I mean, you got the defensive coordinator going to be the head coach at a school that he cut his teeth at, you know, one of them, uh, and that you know you hired him from, and then you got another coach that's your offensive coordinator that's coached some high powered offenses. They're going to Virginia. I mean, those that's that's what's right about it. That's what you want. That's what you should want as a coach that you're coaching these guys good enough and teaching them the ropes that they go and, and be head coaches. Same way as Nick Saban. Seems like every assistant coach that, you know, that's end up being a coordinator, even a position coach, they go somewhere else to be a coordinator and they end up being a head coach. So you got to teach them the ropes and hopefully they go on and represent you, uh, you know, the right way. With the guys who left Nebraska, will they coach next year? Do you think? Uh, I think so. I mean, I, th- I mean, this is the thing. I, I mean, I will say this and, you know, it's great. You know, I'm excited about the new hires, you know, any, anybody that coaches at Nebraska, that's who I want to coach at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So as excited as I am or people are, or just, I can only speak for my, myself excited as I am for those, uh, coaches. I know that the coaches that were let go are still good coaches. Um, and so, you know, I don't want to be like, oh, well, these guys didn't, you know, couldn't coach, weren't good enough. This thing, circumstances didn't, you know, work out in their favor, you know. Um, you know, you needed somebody to step up in the running back room and just take the carries because it was there on a platter for whoever it was. I mean, heck, you know, I wish I could come to Nebraska at this time when, you know, they didn't have Lawrence Phillips where you could actually, you know, get a realistic chance to make a name for yourself. You know, the offensive line as a whole group needed to play better, right? Mm-hmm. Then you got collateral damage, you know, which is the coaches. So it's not, you know, the coaches are, you know, we're coaching hard and teaching them stuff, and I can guarantee you this, they were not I – mean, there's, there's no blocking scheme. And I'm saying this without, you know, saying that the play, I'm saying this and knowing that the players can, you know, play better. There's no blocking scheme that you say, you know, pro right, you know – 19 fake 19 you know zone you know you know with eight seven you know or six route or whatever ready break and then you know part of that blocking scheme is not to block anybody 
You know, you don't have the ready break. Uh, don't block anybody on one. You don't have. It. <laughs> Wait, you don't man, have. You I, don't some have, people. Some people would say that that might be the most popular play call in all you, of it. And you don't have. Hey, you know, we're going on first sound. We're going on second sound, but you guys go on first, and we'll see how that works. That's just not how things go. So sometimes coaches are. I'm going to need uh, that on a shirt. I'm going to need that play call on a shirt. So some and sometimes coaches are, are you know, you know. A, you know collateral damage of it so um you know that's what it is and i do think they're all um they're, they're highly regarded individually um and they still can coach they still can recruit um they still have tons of relationships i'm I'm sure and i'm sure they're all land on their feet you know when the time is right and they're going to get the best opportunity everybody's got family so you can't just you know jump at your next opportunity they got to make the the most you know best business decision there's a lot of stuff that's going on until those things kind of, you know, get, you know, you know, dealt with. So Big Sky is in charge of the, 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 the ticket T-shirts. Oh, he is? Right. Right. And I think the one that you just described might be a shirt. Which one is that? The one where you, you know, uh, Trips Right. Trips Right uh, or Pro Right, 19 outside zone. Don't block anybody. Ready, break. <laughs> Can you? Can you put that on a shirt? The just the words or the play art? The play art too. Like I think the play art. Would you could be draw up a play and say just you know don't block anybody. Right. Yeah. I already have the file for play art. So. <laughs> like I think that would be pretty good. Can you do that yeah. for us? Hey, yeah, I'm, I gotta, gonna, I'm gonna need to go back and listen to what he just said. I got a basketball play for some of our kids that just call it. I don't know. I said, what play did you run? He said, I don't know. Oh, you could you could do any of those and put a Husker logo on or it. Or said I got it. Or, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, check this out. hey! You want to hear something funny? I drew up a play for one of my one of my one of my players. He's one of my favorite players. This dude hasn't lived a he hasn't had a bad day ever in his life. And so draw a play up for him. Go out there on the court for him, right against the zone. We do kind of like this, like give and go, real quick, quick action. He comes down. He he kind of did like a little verge between the leg. Then he did a little step back. His his head was down. He's like, oh, I've been dribbling for ten seconds. All right, well, I'm just gonna throw up something. I said. Well, I said, Rowan, what was you doing? I said, do you know that I just drew this play up here with your name circled for you? to, For you. Yeah. And then you would be the third option if you didn't get it to counter? He's like, yeah, but I had a mismatch. I said, <laughs> against what dude did you go – against what two guys did you go against? He started laughing. So, it's out there. And, uh, you know, to answer your question, would, would, would I have a, the team watch it? Probably they'd watch some of it, maybe not all of it. Because how many times can you go over DP? Can you get within five feet when you close out? Can we get it? Can you? What, what's it? What kind of shot? It, you know. Well, what first I mean? of all, I'm not asking. Like, well, you, no, I'm just when right, I like you yeah, need when, you need you need to close out. Well, yeah, but how many times after I call you out? Oh no, big chat! Don't go anywhere yet. Don't go anywhere yet. You know, so that I mean, I, I would have him watch them watch some. And then we would immediately we'd be going to practice, right? Like, and then see, they, then you would just go. Well, just they, they will repeat what what they were doing before you showed it to them, right? And then you would ask them, "Well, didn't you just see that on film?" Right. And they're like, "And you might have to roll out a big screen out there, and just have it queued up." That's... What part of this did you did that we just watched an hour ago? Did you not see? Well, that's my favorite question: yeah. is don't when come, did we work but, on that? Hey, listen here, don't come to meetings not ready to practice, taped everything. When did we practice? You shooting a three at the top of the key with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. 
Tell me what day that was. The best. If you ever seen, if you ever seen on, you need to Google YouTube when Patrick Ewing asked asked the dude, "Do you work on that shot? Do you work on the double pink, a double pump step back? When did you work on that shot? Not at practice." Oh, so. all right, Big Sky, would you hit the button, please? How to look at hotline? Brandon is on the line. Brandon, what's up? Hey guys, how's it going? Good. What's happening? Hey, just a question for uh, you, DP and Jay. You guys kind of were talking about this the other day about how Nebraska, when you came in, Jay, you know, you kind of had a ready-made system already there in place at the, in the football program. You had upperclassmen who knew what it took. You had those guys who would hold each other accountable. Um, it goes both ways with the football program, basketball program, so on, any, any sports program at the university. But I think the thing that has caught my eye, and I wonder if you guys see it in the younger generation when you're coaching these kids. You kind of mentioned it a little bit, Jay Pryor, about there's no I in team. Um, but these kids, when you're coaching them, do they understand that if they do the simple things that you're asking them to or the things that they just have to do in order of their assignment, that it's going to maybe help for instance, say you have a four-star player on the football field who's a defensive back, but yet you have a two-star player who's that linebacker who's in coverage. If that if that kid does his job, what he's supposed to do, and everything lines up, he could potentially set that other guy on his team up to succeed. Are you, do you guys have trouble making those kids understand that and do you see that transitioning over to these college kids not understanding the fact that yeah it's this me or this i mentality about i'm going to go do for me so that i can make myself a better product to get to the nfl but they're not understanding the fact that if they just simply do their job it's going to help the others around them yeah i think there's a little bit of that um there's always – I think that's just – I mean, that's always kind of been around in sports. Um, but the good teams kind of get out of their own way, and they understand what it takes a – you know, is we got to go out there and dominate. We got to do what we need to do in order to win, and everybody else is going to prosper individually and obviously collectively. So um, it's hard for guys to see that because everything's so stat-driven, height, weight, speed. Um, underwear Olympics, and and then nobody's really had to really dig down and and do it. But ultimately, that's what separates the the players that are for real and versus the players that are like phony. Whether you're a team player or a team guy, you can still be a dominant player. Um, you know when guys when 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 NFL scouts and GMs and their decision makers are scouting somebody, they're not just looking for your huddle tape. They're not looking for your highlights you know i mean they're they're watching the whole game so if you if they you know these scouts know what kind of defense you run there isn't a coverage that you're running that they haven't seen so if you're running cover three and you bust cover three or you don't do a good job uh holding off the curl to when you know when you play curl to flat they see that and then they grade you off of that they're just not saying okay well you got 80 tackles 10 tackles for loss, four sacks, so then you're a playmaker. You know, they want to see you do more. They want to see if you got a pull or can you eat up too because that lets them know about you as a person. They also want to know how you did it. 
Well, sure. Like, yeah, it's one thing just to end up in the stats, but. Yeah, they want to know how you did it. How did you, go, you know it, what you were right, doing? Right, and then that's why they go around and they interview your coaches. They interview the trainers. They interview the weight coaches. They interview people, you know, sometimes they all the way back to your high school coaches. It, they're trying to get as much information on you as they can to make the most, the best decision. Now, how does that affect a guy coming out of high school or playing in college? You know, I never football is the ultimate team sport, so I don't see how you can think you're going to be successful or as successful as you can be as an individual playing as a um, as a sole individual when you're, it's a team sport. Yeah, you can have flash plays there here and there, but ultimately you play sports to win. Um, winners, they don't worry about stats. New England won a Super Bowl. It was like it seemed like it was like thirteen to seven against the Rams. They aren't talking about what Tom Brady threw um, for in that game. They're talking about he won the sixth Super Bowl and obviously he has seven now. They're not talking about stats. They're talking about whether you win or you lose. Now, granted. And they're also talking about the throws he made. The throws he made under right. money when it's right. money time and stuff like that. And his ability to play average up until when they needed him the most and he walked the ball down the field. Yes, they're talking about that, but it's not all stat driven. Um, there's a lot of stat stat sheet stuffers out here that aren't winners. And that's what separates guys. I mean, you think, you know, if you want to know. If you talk to a lot of guys that played, you know, late 80s, early 90s, and all the way up until he retired, they'll tell you Dan Marino's probably, if not the best, one of the top three or four quarterbacks of all time. What separates him from everybody else is it winning, winning, in, winning the Super Bowl and being able to win big playoff games. He had the best arm. He had the best arm. Had Best arm, uh, best release. And stats for a while. Um, yeah, he put up crazy numbers. Crazy numbers with no running game. So – you know, ultimately, it's uh, you know, it comes down to who you are, what you're about. Now, granted, you can create an atmosphere that you need to do it. Um, you know, you know, I think sometimes one of the things that people don't understand is that the competition, or well, the will to win individually was so heightened because I didn't, want, we didn't want to let each other down because I was more worried about letting teammates down versus even in some cases coaches. But what people don't understand is I knew I had to be on point because if I'm out there not giving my all or something, there's a guy behind me that wants my spot. You know what I'm saying? You constant. And you, you, but you wanted to do the job. Yeah, you wanted to do it. Like that was so, <laughs> so that was never a question. Even the days what, – what separates you from really making and making something of yourself is that you got to do things that you don't want to – that you – have to do when you don't feel like doing it well and the things you only, you're not everything good at. About, anybody can go work hard when you feel great right or when you're winning or when it's easy you got to work hard without no guarantee of success well there's so much to that and i think this is the, that thing that there's something innate in winners and people use that 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 phrase right winning is the is the is the end game work of everything that you did. Right, and an accumulation and, of and, all the things you did. Right. And then it shows up. And sometimes it doesn't show up. And you right. go, wow, I got, I won anyway. Well, no, you set yourself up to lose when it's important. Sure. And there's a difference between that. Uh, Bofus is on line two. Let's bring in Bofus. Bofus, what's up? What's up, DP? What's happening? Uh, a little bit of everything. I'm uh, just uh, – Wanting to know what's a guy got to do to get one of those T-shirts that you're all talking about? Because I'd wear it. Yeah, I think that's why we bring it. We brought Big Sky in because 
we need for for that to happen and and big sky is the is the chief and lord of all t-shirts so sir big sky uh go to the ticketfm.com it's going to be under the shop tab in our main menu you can click on that and you should be able to see all of our products from there uh we have except uh, the one you haven't made yet the well, there's there, there are a number that i haven't made yet well the one for, for jay we need to make that shirt and a, a gentleman already reached out on twitter but you can hop in my mentions if you have a t-shirt idea that you want to see usually they're things that i've thought of myself already but it's always great to hear that somebody else has thought of it and thinks it's well, a good idea. As long as you buy the shirt, you can suggest it. Like th- th- those are the simple rules. Like if you suggest a shirt, shirt, you have to actually be prepared to buy the shirt. So we'll have it made. Uh, when you come back, can you tell us how many shirts have been sold? How many shirts have been sold? Uh-huh. I can tell you that the Yakadanga shirt is the most bought shirt because Buzzy bought every color. <laughs> yeah, that, he's yeah, that's black santa right there he's right. He, he's putting those to work okay so you'll let it we'll find out we didn't reach the 60 that we need, needed for jay no but his uh his uh jersey mm-hmm. was uh one of our best sellers okay there it is well, let's see we already knew that we already knew that uh jay this is for you um you may have already spoken about it, but what do you all know about the two new coaches? And I'm like, well, I'm asking that, to, asking that of Jay. Cause- uh, I mean, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, Coach Whipple. I mean, his, his track record, is, you know, is, is great, phenomenal. Um, I think I, one thing I like about him is he's uh, he's he's versed in, in his offense. You've seen that when I think when he first got there, they're run run oriented, heavy run. Three yards in a cloud of dust, find a way to produce, and then when you have a special player like they had in Pickett, or that's playing well, um, not only you know you, you took advantage of it, but then also um, he helped them and, and worked them and developed them to become even better than he was the year before. You know, so this year was the payoff of a lot of time between those two, a lot of uh, game planning and adjusting, so he can adjust his scheme, his offense. Um, you know, to his personnel, um, how it fits in with what we have here. I think, you know, from a play calling standpoint, you know, everybody's like, oh, what he did at Pittsburgh. He did at Pittsburgh what he needed to do to win. He's going to come here and combine whatever with whatever he, you know, views and what has been going obviously in a positive manner in offense and, and then, you know, call plays uh, from there with input from, uh, you know, assistant coaches. So I like it because, you know, he's been around the block. He's somebody that can be a, <clears throat> excuse me, like a mentor. You know, obviously he's managed a game because he's been a head coach before. He's called obviously games before. He's played in big games, won big games. Um, done a lot with a little. Pittsburgh doesn't get the four star recruits, five star recruits uh, on a year to year basis. Um, so you know, I think it's a it's a good fit. I think it's a, you know, good combination that that fits in with the coaching staff and with the players. You know what I'm saying? So I, if I was a player. I'd be extremely excited. I'd be extremely excited by uh, Coach Coach Joseph as well, you know. And then uh, as far as Donovan and Riola, I think, you you know, you're going to get a guy that's going to be is, is very detailed-oriented, um, fundamentally is going to leave no stone unturned. The standard will be the standard. And um, the attitude will be brought out of everybody, and it will be demanded. And um, those are things that uh, can change some stuff pretty quickly. So, you know, I like the hires. I think they fit in. I think it's a good mix of personalities, too. Um, 
you know, because, uh, you know, you got a young bull and an older bull, you know, so the, everybody's going to be learning. Uh, but his time in the NFL has done, has served him right. Uh, to be a three-year starter at Wisconsin, you know you've learned the right way. Um, you know, the original Notre Dame offensive line coach is one of his kind of godfather mentors where he kind of prides himself after. Um, and he has a wide variety of people that he can call on, both in collegiately and NFL-wise, to pick their brain. So, um, And it's somebody that wants this job. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and Coach, Coach Austin did too. But this is a guy that's extremely excited to build a foundation here and that's coming in that, um, you know, he's going to develop uh, all the players on, on you know, in his room. So, you know, I think they're, you know, they're all, you know, good hires. Now, what makes them excellent hires are the players going out there and executing and playing. Um, but I know that the uh, the edge that people were asking for, looking for, the edge is going to be there. Um, and that's a good thing. And uh, the edge is needed. The edge will uh, – Lessen some things that, you know, where, you know, whether it's a talent gap um, and you'll start seeing some bodies getting moved. From the text on, who's coaching the quarterback room? Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's – I'm sure that they – they're going to have a press conference, I'm assuming, at some point. You'll find that out there. I don't know. I have no idea. I, all I know is Coach Whipple, I think they said he was the offense coordinator, right? Is that correct? That's what it said in the tweet, right? right? I didn't read all the whole stuff. No. I just saw his picture. Mm-hmm. And then I know Donovan's coaching coaching offensive line. And Mickey is coaching receivers, pass game coordinator. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're going to figure out how all that stuff jives together and then go from there. Yeah, because the quarterback's room, running back room, special teams will still be the question marks. Well, one of them is going to – I mean, I'm assuming he's going to uh, Whipple do the quarterback room. I mean, that's generally – How it works assume, for coordinator. Right. Running back room, you know that special teams court. I, I don't I, having a one a one of your ten is a special teams court. I, there's not a team that has a dedicated special teams coach. Who the hell is up here trying to say there is not anybody that does it? You got to coach one position and you're a special teams coach. That's flat out. That's the way it is because you don't have that many full time coaches to do it. They practice for like fifteen minutes. So whoever's saying that, and I might be wrong, right? They mess around, we'll do it, right? Just because I've been out here just doing it. But I, everywhere I've looked by Google, it, you know, you got whether you're linebacker coach, special team coach, whatever, it's the way it is. You know what makes good special teams? Kicker, punter, returners, and guys covering. Do you have those? It looked like they got a couple kickers, right? Look like they just signed a returner. I know they got a couple guys on the roster of returners that want to return. So I think you know you're ahead of the ball game there. Those things have been addressed. We will. We so you, what is the coordinator going to do? Yeah. The official tweet from the Huskers Twitter account says offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks. Well, then there you go. There's the room. Thank you, Big Sky. I was going to say I responded to that texture on the text line and said Whipple, so I sure hope it was Whipple. Oh, good stuff. Oh, one final thing before you go. What's happening? How do you pronounce Donovan and Dominic's last name? I don't know. I don't ever call him by his last name. Is it Ray, Rayola? Every, I can't the family, tell you. The family members, you can go to I call, I call three different Dominic. family members, yeah. and they will But I call Dom out his name. I call Dom out his name every time I see him, so I don't even call him Dom. Only time I address him as, a, as Dom is when he's around his family. Everything else, I'm just smooth cussing him out. 
I just think. Uh, so, uh, I mean, Donovan's going to get the same business, too, when I walk in his office. We asked three different family members if it was Rayola, Riola. Crayola. <laughs> no, it's Rayola. I think so, it's Rayola. Okay. I'm going to agree. Riola, Rayola. Okay. So, we'll figure that out. Well done. We'll throw the break. More old school when we come back. Watch old school live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old school with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.